Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Club on Ajani's Audi Vault. And today I have something special. We're dropping something special, a special episode. So this goes back from the last event that we did back in the summer. We've been working on the Music Biz Club. We're planning to go to Atlanta. We're actually gonna hop on a plane in two weeks and, and plan that out. We're planning uh, more events in Miami. And we're just working to get this project out and get it rolling on its wheels. But for the last event, I collaborated with DJ Madlings again. He came along and he did his thing. And he did interviews with local artists, but two specific people that I want to drop on the podcast today was an interview with a B.B. Lewis, who is big in mind. He's a marketing genius, a marketing expert, and also Frank Socorro, who is a multi-platinum engineer with lots of accolades. He's worked with the Bad Boy Records. He worked with so many different artists. And both of these interviews were so exciting. They gave a lot of insight. And I hope this can give you some knowledge going forward in your career, whether you are a big artist or a small artist, that is my main goal. So we're gonna start off with Mad Lynx's interview with Abibi Lewis. And this is gonna be part one. I'll drop part two subsequently after this one. So be on the lookout. See, this is part of what he does. Uh, every, every moment is an opportunity to market and brand. I'm surprised he didn't pull it out of his phone and go live yet. <laughs> check, check. Abibi. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. No problem. Anything for Mad Links, DJ <laughs> Mad Links. And you guys may not know, Mad Links hosted BET Rap City for how many years? Uh, I was a part of BET for about four years. That's good. That's yeah. good. You know, So a lot of people don't know your history, too. Yeah. They think you're just a guy just out here interviewing for no reason. And, you know, <laughs> like just, you know. Well, well, thank you very much for that. Um, Definitely. Uh, now, BB, we could probably sit up here until 6 o'clock in the morning talking uh, but we're not going to do that to you guys because the people here definitely have to go home yes, and lock yes, up yes, before yes. that. But um, we've known each other for a very long time. And uh, first of all, you know, uh, congratulations to you and your esteemed career. Um, the things that you've accomplished Thank you. in um, the, this industry in Miami yes. um, are greatly unprecedented. And, you know, a lot of times, as, as much as you are the man of marketing brand, I, I still don't think that you really get the... The, the rewards, I mean, the understanding of how influential you have been to this market here. Yes. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, you are the son of a legendary musician. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, My father is uh, Inner Circle. Mm -hmm. Ian Lewis, uh, they made the song that comes on Cops Every Day, Bad Boys, Bad Boys. <laughs> it's also been in each and every Bad Boys movie, mm -hmm. and three is coming out right now, and it's in three also, too. You a, know? Lot of, a lot so, of royalties right there. A lot of royalties, a lot of royalties, <laughs> you know? So growing up it, as a, and witnessing um, that level, I mean, Inner Circles are just such a legendary band. Um, yeah. 
obviously it impacted you in a, in a major way. But Definitely. When would you say was the first time that you can recollect and say something clicked and you knew that it set you on the path to, of getting to where you are today? Well, uh, when I was in 12th grade, I was going to America High School and my dad uh, bought me a new car. <laughs> thank you oh, very man. much. Thank you. Oh. Thank you so much. Libations. Oh, man. Thank Big shouts out to Douglas, man. Douglas. <laughs> Douglas with the hats, so, with so, the hats. Absolutely, Douglas. absolutely. Um, not, not to interrupt your story, but I just want to let you guys know that um, if you ever get the chance, they serve some of the finest frozen drinks in all of South Florida. It is summer. It is hot outside. You need this in your life. As a matter of fact, if you rec- anybody who goes back to going to get Slurpees at 7-Eleven, this is like the next level Slurpee. Yeah, good. I promise you, <laughs> you need it in your life. <laughs> So, uh, new yeah, car, tw- high school. 12th grade, 12th grade, when I got me, my, my dad bought me a Honda Accord. I knew, you know, back then a Honda Accord was like yeah. big, like, you know, so I knew he was doing something right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? A, a lot of things right, actually. A lot of things right, a lot of things right. He, he caught his success on the latter part mm-hmm. of his career when my dad had to hit Bad Boys. He was 46. Mm. So by the time he was that age, he kind of knew what to do with his success. He was like 25 making millions. He was 46 making millions. So he thought like, how can I invest? Or, you know, he thought a little differently than a new artist that's been out there for so long, you know? So. Now, is that basically what the genesis of the Circle House Studios was? Yes, yes, that was the genesis of of his thought process. Uh, Because in Jamaica, you know, Bob Marley had Tough Gong Studios in Jamaica. So Tough Gong was like, it's like a house recording, because you know in Jamaica, you always wanted to be comfortable when you record, so he brought a little bit of that to the Miami area. And you know, through, through that with Circle House, man, there's so many things has spawned from the Pitbull, to the Rick Ross, to the Trick Daddy, to the Latin Explosion, to Flo the Rider. Flo Rider, to Ross, to Ross so, many, so many different things. Pharrell. Pharrell, so many different yeah. things, you know? If, if I may interrupt just for a moment, because I, I would like you to paint a picture for you. Um, you know, it's uh, when, when a BB speaks, believe it or not, there's a certain amount of humility there. And, you know, when I speak, there's a certain amount of humility there. So we'll often talk each other up. Uh, when you go to Circle House Studios, yeah. It is almost, it feels like very much like a religious experience almost. Like there's like almost like a tingly feeling as you get and you go through these gates. Yes. And as you mentioned, it's like, it's like a house. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a house. Yes. Um, but as you go inside, you, you know, you, you see exactly how this place has been laid out. And it, every single detail has been meticulously conceived and as you go into each room and, and every studio, it's absolutely amazing. Yes. The, the chef that's there, the, yes. the pool that's out the back. Yes, there's a pool. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely mm-hmm. a pool. So, you know, it, it's so conducive to the creative process. Yes. And, I mean, we, we could spend at least the next 30 minutes just talking about the, the major artists who have come through yeah. and recorded there and that you personally worked with yes. as well. Yeah, like, um, like my boy Neo's in town. He just hosted my birthday party for me at Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Sunday, a uh, great friend of mine for over 10 years. Uh, guys like Jason Derulo, of course, Trick Daddy, Trina, Pitbull. It's just amazing. And, you know, even with the new style of the City Girls, mm-hmm. you know, they did all the stuff there. Uh, Playboy Cardi comes there. Uh, 50 Cents comes there. Um, Daddy Yankee. It's so many people, you know what I'm saying? So, because, you know, Miami is like a melting pot. It's almost like how you have this place right here where you have all different type of foods and mm-hmm. and people can still come. I, I, I ate at three different places today. You know what I'm saying? I went to 
Japan and fried <laughs> chicken and you know Jamaica and yeah. you know hey. Yuza, Yuza, yeah. Yuzu, yeah. you know. It's like a mini world tour right here. Mini world tour right industry. here, you know. Absolutely. So. Do you feel? I know I do that when an artist gets to record at Circle House, it's almost as though they they've received the rites of passage. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent, because. It's all about results, and it's all about the proof is in the pudding. So when you tell me, oh, this is not a place to make a hit, or you can't make a hit here, I can name 50 hits that were made in this same room that you're in. So you have the same tools as someone else had those same tools. You know what I'm saying? It's just a level of talent and a level of, of, of perseverance and um, just staying on top of things. So you can't really blame the studio or blame the room or blame the engineer. You really got to... Like, yo, French made a hit right here. Mm -hmm. uh, Trick Daddy made a hit in this same room. Pharrell did Happy in this same room. So I'm not trying to get or gain that same success. But if I can get 20% of that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. Now, everything changes. Yes. Everything evolves. Sometimes it devolves. Yes. But to be successful, you have to be able to change and move directions yes it went from just working at the studio and now we in this new millennium have to do more than just the music yes um and this is where i see a, a bb lewis marketing and branding being the next level of the evolution of of everything that you've done so far yes yes well it was a, a branding consulting uh because it's just it's just like it's like kanye west i know he never came in the game thought that he'd be a billionaire off sneakers you know, he came in the game trying to make music. So it's just how you transcend what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because music is the vessel to take and open a restaurant like E-Class. And I commend him and his brothers with the finger licking empire. You know, they started that from music. You know what I'm saying? And the different things that they have going on. It's like, but music is the vessel to get you to a certain point, And then you utilize that to now transcend that into clothing uh, sneakers, uh, food and beverage, uh, liquor, uh, like, you know, Puffy makes way more money off Ciroc than Bad Boy, you know what I'm saying? But Bad Boy is the vessel that gets him to where he needs to be at to stay relevant, to stay hot, to now sell Ciroc in all type of flavors, you know? No, so Absolutely. So now, did you see the shift in the, in the business of music? And was that the impetus that caused you to create this new venture? Yes, yes, I've seen the shift because I just, uh, I, I was doing events and parties, you know, and I gotta give a shout out to my boy, Michael Mad, you know, cause he's one of the main guys who kind of showed me this whole digital marketing game before it was a digital marketing game. You know, he was before his curve, so I'm lucky I got to work with him and he showed me how to like take an email blast and turn it into two, 3,000 people showing up to your concert or two, 3,000 people showing up to your party and just, just flipping it, you know? So I saw that curve coming, and when I saw that curve coming, I just wanted to, to like be on the cuff of it. Luckily, I'm in Miami, and I got to meet Cubans, and meet Puerto Ricans, and meet Haitians, and meet Jamaicans, and meet Chinese, Japanese people. I, I don't think there's any other place in the world that I would have got to, to, to touch all those cultures in one place and kind of like understand where, where it's such a big market for so many other things other than music, but music is still the vessel, you know, to get you to that point, to movies, to commercials, to, to, to so many different things, you know? 
I want to take a step back for just a moment because uh, you mentioned Michael Mann. And, yeah. And, and actually, um, there was such a legendary event that took place in, on South Beach. South Beach is, is so different from what it was at, at, at its height and its heyday. Yeah. But you guys had an absolutely amazing event on Lincoln Road. Yeah. Um, I think... I wasn't living here at the time, yeah. but I'm, I'm guessing it probably was, if not the first, definitely one of the first yes. dinner parties ever in, in Miami, yes. for sure. Yes, it, if, and that turned into an amazing event after. Yes, yes. Um, I, I guess to to a degree, would you say that that may have been some of the early parts of a BB Lewis marketing branding? Yes, that was the early parts of a BB Lewis marketing branding group. It was an event called Miami Live. We did it every Wednesday. Uh, Big D was the band, and me and Michael Matt were the marketing components to it. And man, from Little Wayne, I mean, I mean, Little Wayne performed at that party about thirty times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Coolio, um, Dougie Fresh, Dougie Fresh. Um, I, I brought Nori through uh, once upon a time. I, I, man, I got to look back at that Ti, um, the whole Pretty I, Ricky, the just so many people man ja rule jim jones cameron like who didn't perform at miami live you know i i pretty much want to say anybody who was down in miami recording during that time came through and performed at miami live yes and there was something so magical and special about that event yeah um that you know i've not seen anything nothing like to it nothing you know since nothing like Uh, it. It it was it was before live on sundays it was before all the big clubs came to Miami, but it was like a changing point of events for that place, man. It was just like, man, like I didn't, we, we didn't even know what we were doing, but we were doing it, you know? So it was amazing. No, no, absolutely. So let's now re- return back to B.B. Lewis marketing and branding. Yes. Um, it's, it, it seems that it's such a key part of everything that happens now. So yes. whether we're talking about a liquor brand or an artist, a clothing brand, the, everything is so tied in now to social media and, and the marketing aspect. So t- tell us about some of your philosophies in, in taking a brand, whether it be a person or uh, an item, and taking it to that next level. Yeah, for, first and foremost, once I get with a brand, uh, I think of demographic. You know, I think of like, who am I selling this to and who's going to buy this? And then from there, uh, we start chopping down different methods and ways to impact the market, you know? And from there, we think about different social media campaigns and uh, different things. But one thing you got to have is, like they say, is the sauce. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have the sauce, I can't. I got to be able to, because I can't do everything. You know, I'm just a marketing component. But you got to have something about yourself or something about your brand or something about your food or your, or your liquor that's just so different than everything else. There's 20 of the vodka brands. What makes your vodka brand so different? There's 20 other artists. There's 20 other sneaker brands. Like, what's going to make your brand that's so different, you know? If you don't have the sauce, you can't get the sizzle. 100%. 100%. 100%. So t- tell us about some of who you're working with today. Well, uh, you know, of course, uh, I work with a brand, Two Live Crew, which is a synonymous brand in Miami. Uh, Absolutely. We're, 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 they're still touring right now. They're on the Hammer House tour. It's like 50 dates in Miami. Uh, people don't understand how... 90s music is still selling like crazy people are still coming out for concerts and everything so two live crew is a big big brand people are sampling their music left and right me so horny hoochie mama all that stuff uh inner circle which is my father and uncle bad boys of reggae um 
they uh, have synonymous reggae hits out there and different things going on. Um, Hijack is a new artist I'm working with out of Miami. I think he has a whole bunch of uh, talent to really to really get out there. Um, I'm working with my beautiful girlfriend Elizabeth Garcia with, hey. with her brand uh, Clear Botanical. You know her her skincare line. She was showing me how the skincare line is like um, is a billion dollar business. You know, and if you don't, you know, you, you can make a lot of money. You know, and I, I saw that when Rick Ross started his beard line. I was like, oh, Rick Ross got a facial <laughs> shit? Like, what is nigga know? <laughs> so, you know, it must be some type of um, like money there. Like, you know, so, and she was schooling me on that and at the same time, I gotta keep my face looking young, you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta keep, my, keep my sexy on, you know what I'm saying? So. Absolutely. So, do you find the challenges between working with products and music to be different? Well, it's a good challenge because everything ties into it because when it comes to like Athletes, athletes want to be rappers, and rappers want to be athletes. You know what I'm saying? And with the beauty world, it's great because it transcends with music. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, music is the basis of everything, and then from there, you can kind of like branch out and do so many other things. You know? So, absolutely, absolutely. What do you think is coming ahead? What's what's ahead of the curve that none of us are seeing yet? The, the app, the apps, man. The, the apps, the the streaming and the apps. No one's buying CDs no more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about streaming. It's all about content. It's all about videos. It's all about movies. It's all about documentaries. And people want that information. And it's how you give them the information. So the future is in that. Like Like music is just... With the streaming, like it's it, it, it's hard to even explain because you just gotta just see it. It's just it's all about content now. That's what it's that's what it's one hundred percent about. Just straight content. Just like I say, movies, videos. Like I don't I don't remember the last time I watched television. You know, I watch Netflix. I watch Hulu. I watch Pluto. I watch all that stuff. You know what right. I'm saying? So you know. Right. And people are are ingesting the content so much differently than they were even five years ago. Yes. Yeah, as you said, Netflix, Hulu, all these different platforms. People are now getting it when they want it, yes. as opposed to when you want to give it to them. Once upon a time, you had to listen to the radio mm-hmm. for as long as it took for you to hear your favorite song. Yeah. Whereas now, you can get it instantly on yeah. your own personal device. 100%. You can miss the Breakfast Club in the morning and wake up at 11 o'clock and still hear what they had going on like you was live, like it's 6, like it's six o'clock in the morning. You know, so... The information is, is accessible in many different ways, so the people kind of vacillate to the things that they want to hear or the things that they like. So that's why I say content is key, because if you give them the right content, they will keep coming back and keep coming back. And then you can n- now utilize your content to get your clothing, get your merch, get your music, get your, get your different things going on. But once you give them that good, good content that they want to hear, then you can you know, mix it up with a lot of other things, you know? So what is your philosophy in regards to content? So for the average person um, that is selling a, a beauty product or an yeah. up-and-coming artist, what would you say they have to do to make sure they get that message out in the best way possible? Well, I say, I kind of like say, like, flood the market. You know, like, people always say, oh, flooding the market is so wrong or doing 20,000 things is so wrong. It's so right, you know, because people want, it's, it's such a, just the world is so different, you know what I'm saying now? So you kind of like got to catch up. And by catching up, you got to do your morning blog, your afternoon blog, and like information is key. And if you don't inform your fans, 
how do you expect your fans to come out and buy what you're giving them or, or know what you're selling if you're not telling them, hey, today this is on sale. Hey, I'm selling these products. Hey, I have this going on. So if you don't tell your actual fans or your consumers, like, what do you have? Like, how do they know what you have going on? You know, period, you know? Absolutely. Let's go back to the music just for a moment here because that's obviously the foundation of where everything came from. Have you noticed a, a very significant difference in the creative process of what people are doing now as we are now more so in a, a single-driven music landscape as opposed to the album landscape of, yes. of yesteryear? Yes, I've seen a big, big difference where uh, people nowadays, they're not writing their own music anymore. You know, they're, they're relying on the songwriters, you know what I'm saying, to write their music in. Back in the days, like when my dad and them came up, when they were coming up, you had to, it was all about learning to play an instrument, you know, or writing your own song, you know what I'm saying? But nowadays, you don't, it's just like, oh, somebody wrote this for me, it's a hit, and they go on the road to make money. So then, like, the artistry of that is, like, gone, you know? So it's like, it's hard for you to transcend. That's why you see a lot of, a lot of one-hit wonders nowadays, and you see them come with a big hit, and you don't hear from them anymore because that hit was like, it was made up. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was not that person. It was somebody else who wrote the song, a marketing company came with the slogan, and then that artist just was like, just the artists were, back in the days, those artists were artists. You know what I'm saying? Those artists wrote their records. Those artists sat in meetings for their marketing campaigns and really, really cared, you know, but it's the new age of music business, and if you don't change with it, you're gonna get left behind. That's why you see a lot of artists, like so-called the OGs are upset at the younger guys. You could be upset, and I get it, but you gotta kinda understand where the music is now and figure it out. You know, because like groups like Two Live Crew, MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice, they've kinda figured it out. Stick together, we go on tour, and we make money. You know what I'm saying? And we move as a unit, you know? So they, they, they had a tour called the I Love the 90s Tour, which was Two Live Crew, Biz Marquee, Vanilla Ice, Man, that, that tour lasted three years. Now, it's called the Hammer House Tour. Between Me and You is basically the same tour, but just a new name. Because people miss that nostalgia. People miss that fun time. People, like I did an event on my dad about two years ago, this big football player, uh, Paul Solii. Uh, he loves reggae, so he booked Inner Circle, um, Morgan Heritage, and Kemani Marley come to Bamboo, Sia, which is our boy. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. So my dad said, yo, what's going on here? There's no more dance floor? It's all, <laughs> I say, dad, it's all tables. Everybody want to buy tables. But you know, when he grew up, everybody did what? They danced. Danced. It was all about dancing in the club and who was the best dancer and it was having fun. But now my dad's like, everybody just sit at their table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy how different times are to when those times were, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, let's wrap up with this. Uh, what is next for B.B. Lewis? Well, what's next is getting into the movie industry and the film industry. That's really what's next for me. I'm really trying to lock down some things and some documentaries because content is key. You know what I'm saying? Netflix, Hulu. There's, you can look on your Roku and just look at all those content providers. They're like record companies just looking for the next artist or the next movie or the next concept to come through, you know? And then with those things, you can transcend those things and put your music in the movie. You can put your music in the documentaries and the different things. So right now, it's all about the short films, the documentaries, and the movies right now. You know, it's all about that right now for me. 
Content is king. Content is king, 100%. All right. Know? So for anybody that wants to get in contact with you for marketing and branding yes. or, or for actually um, recording at Circle House. Just follow me at my Instagram, at Abibi Lewis, A-B-E-B-E-L-E-W-I-S, and I'm attainable. If you got something good, I'll hit you back. If you ain't got nothing good, you may not hit up here, hit back for me. Keep know? working until you do get something good. 100%, <laughs> you know? All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, once again, I'm DJ Mad Links. This is a BB Lewis. This is the Miami Music Bigs Mixer. And uh, I promise a wealth of knowledge tonight. And I think that we actually delivered that. So, uh, BB, thank you so much oh, thank you, for, for coming thank through. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Th thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your, your, no problem, your, your, man. your words. Thank you for uh, calling me and, and messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always on this guy, man. I'm always by. Uh, Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back. Thanks for stopping by and listening to the podcast. It really means so much. More content is coming. I promise you that we're working very hard. It's just, it's really hard when you are a startup and you're getting things done, but no excuses. We're gonna get our mission out. We're gonna accomplish our goals. So thank you for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to follow me on social media, Instagram, A-J-A-N-I-G, E E a Johnny G. You can find me on Facebook. Follow my YouTube channel where I document my daily process of my vlog and give music tips in video format. And I'm all over. I just joined TikTok too, so you can find me on TikTok. And I hope you have a great day or night wherever you are in the world. And have a great, great evening and day. See you guys next time.